In the marketing communications landscape, commercial sponsorships are often viewed as somewhere between invaluable marketing tools and a chairman's whim. Fortunately, this is beginning to change, with sponsorships maturing from mere bit players to playing genuine and major roles in delivering commercial returns and benefits. But how do we know when it's done correctly and efficiently? Salesandmedia.com decided to ask some experts and try and find out what really makes sponsorships commercial. Hi, this is Paul Gardner, and I'm here today talking to Dougal McBurney, who's the uh, MD of Versor. Uh, Dougal, let's start off with the obvious one. What, what does Versor do? Versor is a data and analytics specialist. You know, we live and breathe data and analytics and advanced data science services and helping our customers really kind of win in market by unlocking the value of their data. And, and you're large, so you're largely B2B? Absolutely, B2B, yep. So how many... How many potential clients, for instance, would you have, let's say, in the state of Victoria? Oh, there would be probably between 250 and 500 potential customers. That's, that's real customers? Real customers. Are they customers today, but honestly, tomorrow it's going to be anything because data's getting bigger and bigger. Oh, look, I think data's powering every company, and uh, so that ultimately means that you know, potentially any company could be a customer. Are they usually large companies, or it's a variation of size? Uh, most of our customers are certainly anywhere between... 250 million worth of revenue and 10 billion. That's pretty big. <laughs> um, so uh, given the fact that you're largely B2B, what drove the decision to pop your head above the parapet? Well, I think that we've spent five years building uh, credibility you know, in market with really ad- advanced and tangible use cases for customers to help them you know, compete and win in market. And I thought it was about time that we shared that more broadly. So obviously we started having a conversation mm-hmm. about how do we communicate that? Because you know, we're the guys behind the scenes really, you know, enabling our customers. So usually it's our customers in the spotlight, uh, which suits us really well. But uh, I think just to showcase, I suppose, how we have powered customers, we just felt it was an opportune time to do so. And- you obviously have marketing budget as it currently stands now. What, what, what elements do you currently have in your marketing mix besides sponsorship? Uh, I think there's boutique events. So, you know, invite a, a small group of customers along to hear an international speaker or, you know, effectively kind of run a, an, an intimate dinner and talk about what customers are really doing. And, and that level of interaction and is, I think, highly valued by customers because because what you hear in market about what's happening around data analytics is different quite different to actually what people are truly doing and, and most of our customers want to speak to others that are really doing it with anger so it's genuine one-to-one communication and, and a lot of word of mouth absolutely so i know for instance one of your customers was a was a client at a previous business as well yeah i mean look and that's over a passage of time that's what does happen you know, where customers have had a fantastic experience with them we've made them look you know made them help them achieve their goals and then they've got a, a more senior role somewhere else and uh, they really just reached out to us day one and said hey look you know we need help again so do you often sponsor special events and individual data conferences and get-togethers uh, we find some of those data conferences and tech conferences, there may be a lot of people that go to them, uh, so it might be good for some, some brand awareness, but, but ultimately they're looking for other pieces of information when they're at those conferences. So I think for us, it, you know, this year's been about brand awareness, so it's actually more orientated around sponsorship of major events, like mm-hmm. the work that you know, we're doing you know, with yourself around the Grand Prix. You recently decided to look at sponsorships, and clearly, given the fact that you have a, a targeted audience, 
of you know, let's say five hundred people mm-hmm. and different different sort of valuations, you decide to go for a broader sponsorship program. So so just tell me through your thinking, and we spoke about it obviously, but yeah. what was what was your thinking about about adopting a larger, uh, broader consumer based really sponsorship? I think the the question about how do we raise the profile of of our organisation in a large market where you know we can't compete at a dollar for dollar level you know, with the people buying advertising today. And I think the strategy for us was to sponsor a, a particular event that at their core had kind of high performance and data and data analytics associated with their brand. So when you think about the F1, everyone has an immediate sense that they are an advanced engineering product and everything about it is driven by data and fast cars and and science and and for us then how do we have a voice in market when we don't necessarily have the proportional spend and make sure we stay true to our purpose and we pick events that has that linkage to brand and purpose but has a brand that is national in, in this instance global you know so we maximize our impact and awareness but also i think internally for my team members you know they have felt a huge amount of pride in being associated with something okay. of that magnitude. Yeah. So as a recruitment and retention vehicle is actually also really positive. So it's a real internal as well as external yeah. focus. And for existing customers to go, hey, yeah, you know those guys we've been working with the last couple of years that yeah. have done all this amazing stuff? Look what they're doing now with the Grand Prix. Yeah. So it's association with, with, with a large event. Absolutely. And, and so you're measuring, apart from making the staff feel good and, and making your clients feel good, how will you measure its success at the end of the day? I think that it, you know, it's, it's, I suppose it's challenging. I mean, with how much direct kind of uh, work we receive as a function of this event. I mean, ultimately, we, we didn't put a direct value on it, but I would suspect we will have a number of you know, leads as a function of being at the event, you know, being in the magazine, being on the website, you know, being on the CCTV. We're building uh, a race predictor as well. And uh, Okay, tell, tell me about the race predictor. What does that do? Yeah, so the race predictor, we've got our PhDs working on that at the moment. And what that's going to do is take data from the race and actually talk about you know, how many pit stops will happen next lap, how many changes in different, different positions across the race will occur, how many people might not finish the lap. How will they know that? So what they, what they do, and, and this is core, core of our business, is uh, we can pull all the historical data of all the races. The historical data of just the Australian yeah. Grand Prix or all well, Grand Prix? We've got all of them, but yeah. this particular one, because we've built the model around using uh, the Australian data, so we've pulled off about like 10 years' worth of data, a really fine-grained detail. And what the PhDs do is really run, build custom predictive algorithms yeah. over that data to then train it on the 10 years and rerun it, train it, rerun it to improve the accuracy of those effectively so models. For, so for instance, if, if I see that Lewis Hamilton traditionally drives at this speed during this heat and has a pit stop at this time, is that, is that the sort of stuff? Or, or do, do there are other things? I mean, if it's, what if it's yeah. too hot or too cold? Or oh, well, uh, Weather's also a function of the algorithm. Okay. Yeah, so you know, on a wet track, there's obviously a different series, a different number of pits, you know, per driver. The timing of the pits is different depending on where they're at, you know, in terms of their uh, position on the grid. So all of that, all of those features, as they call them, are built into this data science model. So you know, we'll be showcasing that. You know, it's a, it, it's really the first model that in this particular instance. So we'll, as I say, take it for a test drive uh, and you know, see the levels of accuracy around it, you know, and then we could potentially apply it to other races around the world. 
you know, whether it's motorcycle, whether it's US stock cars, I mean, the, the V8s, it's applicable to a lot of them as long as we've got the data. So motorsport is obviously a really instrument where the, where the high performance meets data yeah. Yeah, and allows the prediction. And I guess that's, which is what your business. What, what other sponsorships do you think fill that? Is it, is it mainly sporting sponsorships? In Australia, you know, we have a great affiliation with sport and, and there's a huge, a huge viewership on, across the sports. And so I think for us, being associated as a high-performance partner and enabling success in sport using data and analytics, I think is a really an important go-to-market partnership for us yeah. and, and strategy. So are there other industries that could use it? I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are, you know, but this is, bit, this is probably our focus for the first couple of years, I think. As part of the sponsorship, um, it was an interesting one with the Grand Prix because you didn't really want what people traditionally sell as part of the sponsorships. You didn't really want the signage around the track. You didn't really want lots and lots of tickets to the final day. Yeah. You're more interested in, in getting involved with the engineers and, and in owning what now is going to be called the Versal um, Technology Innovation Hub. That's right. I mean, that was an important piece of the puzzle for you as well, right? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, we've got to, anything we do in market has to align with our purpose. Our purpose is to unlock the value of data for customers, and and in that in doing that, we are akin to the engineers. We're not we're not the guys sitting in the driver's seat. That's our customers. We're we're getting them to the podium, and so above the line brand promotion on tracks and the like. That's not who we are. Hmm. But ensuring everyone understands that we enable success is an important message that we're communicating. And I think having the tech and innovation hub is is a great vehicle for us to kind of tell that story. Dougal, you've committed to one year of the Grand Prix. Yeah. You'd obviously like to think it's not just a one-off, it's a long-term venture and ultimately ultimately be the one and only part, hopefully everyone around the world, if we, <laughs> yeah. if we could do it. I mean, it is, it is a potential jumping platform for, for you to go around the world, isn't it, for Formula One? Yeah, I think absolutely. I mean, uh, uh, you know, we are a sponsor of the Tech and Innovation. Hopefully that evolves with the Australian Grand Prix Corp and, you know, we have a more formal kind of partnership around data analytics. I think what we do here in Melbourne and what we do this year with the models that we're working on, you know, maybe it will garner some interest from the, the powers that be in F1 globally, right? Because we're looking at it differently in terms of the hypothesis we're testing compared to traditionally what you see when you watch an F1 race, which is, oh, how fast was that last lap? Well, that's, that's interesting if you're an enthusiast, but actually trying to say what might happen next lap, mm. which is the, effectively the kind of art and power of data science, I think it'll garner a lot of interest from a lot of people. And, and how will you promote that in your, in your other marketing activities? How will you promote the fact that you're a partner of the, the Grand Prix? It's on every uh, email signature of every single employee. Uh, we talk about it through every customer conversation we have. We syndicate that partnership and that announcement through LinkedIn, where we have sort of circa 6,000 connections, and, and that received a huge amount of positive feedback. And we also then pushed it through like a effectively a tech um, news syndicator called IT Wire. So, you know, we've really maximised, you know, the, the, our, our sponsorship of it and made sure people are aware of it. And as I say, the feedback from customers is fantastic. And, you know, I only met with a CEO and CFO of a, and a board member of a publicly listed retailer the other day, and it was something that we talked about. Okay. Okay, we said, actually, we, we are the Tech and Innovation Hub sponsor of the Grand Prix. So although they know me and they yeah. know, you know our, my personal capabilities in my companies, having that extra piece to go back to the board and say, well, actually, this guy's that Versa is coming in to do a data analytics industry update. And, and by the way, the Melbourne's leading data analytics company 
and you know they're also a sponsor of the Australian Grand Prix mm. just adds to the kind of gravitas of who we are mm. inside that kind of conversation another layer of credibility absolutely because the Grand Prix is not going to associate themselves with someone that's not up to it so the interesting thing is that when you and I've been discussing sponsorships over the journey it wasn't as if we start off with a finite budget we looked at every opportunity on its merits is that the best way to do it do you think or is it, is it should it be part of this no I'm going to spend x dollars on marketing I want to spend y percent of that on sponsorships I think as a as a medium-sized company and uh, a private company, you know, our agility is one of our advantages. You know, so in a much larger competitor, you know, they have those kind of conversations. Okay, this year we're going to spend 1% on all these broad sponsorships. Sure. So they, sure. they kind of spray it and they have to take, I sort of call it packages of sponsorship as is, where I think our approach and, and the way we've framed it is, you know, we're open to a conversation with a range of different potential sponsors but we're, we're lasering in on having a custom sponsorship that maximizes effectively our commercial value out of that investment, our exposure investment, and has a tangible kind of value to hopefully the sponsor as well. And I think that agility without setting rules around it, mm. you know, is a real advantage for us, which means that, you know, we can do deals that uh, with people that others haven't even thought of. On the actual race days themselves, the four days, the yep. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, how will Versa, apart from the race predictor yeah. and the innovation and tech, technology hub, how will Versa use that for its potential clients? Yeah. Will we take them to the race? Will you have breakfast? Or what are you planning? Uh, so what we have planned is uh, we've got a table of you know, senior executives coming on the Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what we've organised with the Australian Grand Prix Corp is to have you know, one of the lead engineers from one of the leading teams come up and talk to them about how data powers what they do for the drivers and, and how it powers every single kind of decision that they make from when they, you know, back in pre-season to testing through all the way through to race day, because that's exactly who we are. The people around the table are the drivers and we're the engineers. And, it, and again, it kind of aligns back to our purpose and mission of, you know, unlocking the value of data and being that, that data engineering kind of powerhouse. Uh, and, and, you know, normally when I've spoken to a couple of customers, I let them know that, hey, this is going to happen. The excitement's been extreme. Which is great because, I mean, so the Fridays... The public day is really the Saturday, Sunday, isn't That's it? Right, yeah. you know, and I think Fridays used to say is a schoolboy day, almost a school kids day. So you, you, what you're doing by taking your clients there, you're recognising they, they are they are in a work environment. So it is a work discussion, even absolutely. though it's in a, a more enjoyable environment. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, and it's a an interesting conversation, you know, for them to not only t- to talk to their peers about because they we obviously have a very tight partnership with our customers and and for them to go back and say actually yeah you know we did and we did go to the you know the grand prix for the day in the afternoon for with versor and you know we had this this engineer from this race 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 team talk about how they use data and so and effectively that becomes part of their stories and then they also you know hear the the conversation about the other 10 customers that we're we're doing amazing things with and them talking about it so i think it supports our customers mm. in our partnership with them but also kind of you know starts to give them some even the new um, stories and narratives internally to just talk to what data is going to do for their own company so if we circle back to the very beginning of this conversation we talked about versor um, as we said raising its head about above the parapet and, yep. and and now it's it's obviously well linked to a Formula One, one of the, one of the most widely watched races in, in the world, really. Yeah. Uh, someone said to me once that overseas people only pay attention to two events in Australia, the Grand Prix and the tennis, which is probably true. So I guess we come back in three or four years' time 
with different sponsorships you've been involved in, you know, trial a few and not trial a few and what, what works best. You want people to be able to say, oh, Versal, almost like Intel or Pentium. It's this thing that you yeah. you kind of know it's there and it's an added value to clients that use it, yeah? I think that would be a certainly a great achievement, you know, in three years' time when you do say Versal, like, oh, yeah, the, whether they have a deep understanding of data and analytics and in, data engineering, they, and as long as they just... Have, understand that we're the guys that power other companies through data, then I think that will be a material achievement. I look forward to that day. Dougal McBurnie, MD of Versal, thank you very much. Thank you, Paul. It's been fantastic working with you around these sponsorships and uh, the thought leadership has been uh, incredibly uh, powerful for, uh, for, I think, uh, Versal as a company. Thanks, Dougal.